The Nashville Predators have some short-term roster decisions to make, but if you want to know the names you're likely to hear in the future, you need to listen to today's show. We have your Predators prospect update today on the Locked On Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Predators podcast, and thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Of course, we want to start out this episode the way we start out each of our episodes by giving a special shout out to our Locked On Predheads, our everydayers who tune in and share a small part of your day with us. We love talking Predators hockey with you, and we appreciate your support week after week. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. I am Ann Kimmel. I am a writer at the Hockey News, and I am usually joined by my partner in crime, Nick Morgan. But today, I'm sitting down to talk with Eric from Penalty Box Radio. Eric is PBR's prospect guru who watches, tracks, and evaluates all of the young players in Nashville's pipeline. With this Nashville Predators team in a reset, there is no better time, and frankly, there's no better person to talk to about how Nashville's prospect pool is shaping up right now. I'm here with Eric from Penalty Box Radio. Of course, Eric is the prospects guru when it comes to the Nashville Predators and young players in the pipeline and their development. So first off, Eric, thank you so much for jumping on to talk about Predators prospect. There's a lot to talk about with this group. Yeah, it's an exciting time of the season, a lot going on in the pipeline, so glad to be here. Yeah. All right. First of all, got to just touch base real quick about the Milwaukee Admirals. Of course, there's a lot we could dive into with this team right now. They're on a 12-game win streak. Um, Yaroslav Askarov, Spencer Stasny just wrapped up the All-Star Classic, in which they both really looked terrific. What is going so well, do you think, in Milwaukee right now for this team? Yeah, I mean, I think they're really like hitting hitting kind of their stride on all cylinders here. Um, everything's clicking well. They've, you know, um, they've obviously lost Dennis Kirianov to Nashville, but they've gained Yusuf Parsonen. Uh, they've been rolling pretty steadily with a 11 forward, seven defenseman lineup uh, for the past few months now, um, which uh, has worked out really well. Um, the kind of top line of Larue, Afanasyev, and Jankowski has been really spectacular, um, leading the way, um, but kind of getting contributions from everyone, especially um, on defense. Uh, if, yeah. I think if you look at the, the box score for the past few weeks, there's a uh, defensive assist on, on you know, a vast majority of goals. So um, that's always helpful. And, and then Askarov and Grosnick have been great in goal. Um, Askarov, I think, is up to more than 12 goals saved above average this season, which is really uh, impressive. He's been one of the best goalies um, in the league this year and and uh, earned that all-star selection. So uh, everything's kind of going right for them at the moment. And um, yeah. Yeah. You mentioned uh, just defensive uh, production. You know, they're helping out so much offensively. This really is right now, it feels like the Nashville Predators have kind of a deep defensive pipeline going. Who are a couple of the defensive players that really jump out to you? And maybe who do you think might be a defensive guy who's going to head up to Nashville at some point? 
Yeah, I think the obvious answer is Spencer Stastny. Uh, I think it's pretty clear that he's ready to play in the NHL. He doesn't have like a kind of uh, crazy number of points in the AHL, but um, he uh, he is certainly, I think, demonstrated that he's he's uh, has, if not is, if, or is close to graduating full time from that league. So depending on how things go at the trade deadline, um, we could see him called up. Uh, beyond him, uh, I, I think the next three kind of guys are, are Del Gaizo, Adam yeah. Willsby, and Jake Livingstone. Uh, they've all had their strengths. They've all had their weaknesses. I think Del Gaizo, understandably, looks the most complete um, right now. Um, definitely chipping in more offensively leads the blue line in scoring. Um, and uh, Willsby, I've been really impressed with, too. He's been kind of in and out of the lineup, um, but now that they – have uh, lost Keaton Thompson and are also mostly sticking with this seven defenseman lineup every night. He's getting a lot more ice time and uh, him and Stastny are working well together um, as they were last season. So uh, yeah, there's a lot going on down in Milwaukee. Yeah. Is your Slava Skarov ready for the NHL? Uh, <laughs> the million dollar question. Yeah. I think it's like really hard to particularly goalies to ever be like, Oh, they're like definitively ready. Yes. Um, because like, what, is, like, what does that mean? Right. He's not going to come, no one's going to come up and, you know, pitch a shutout every night or win every game or whatever. Um, I'll put it this way. I am not necessarily advocating for this, but if the, if Nashville were to trade UC Soros at the deadline, uh, I would not feel uncomfortable just calling Askarov up for the rest of the year. So I think he's really close um, and uh, big decisions ahead for Nashville. Yeah, for sure. He's certainly fun. Let's just admit that whenever he comes up, he's bringing the fun with him. Of course, lots of other players to talk about besides the guys in Milwaukee who are interesting. One of the players I really kind of want to get your take on is somebody that I think Predators fans know pretty well, and that's Tanner Mullendyke. You know, this was just first round draft pick in last year's draft. So still a young 19 year old player. He's with the Saskatoon Blades who are having a great season, but it's been a little up and down for Mullendyke. You know, he was supposed to be at the World Juniors, left with an injury. Kind of where is his game at? Where is he at right now in the season? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, he got sent home from Team Canada's World Juniors camp uh, with a wrist injury. Um, that kind of bugged him for a little bit, and then he went back in the lineup, and then he was dealing with another injury, and it's been that kind of season. Um, you know, when he's been in the lineup, he's certainly been a major contributor, but uh, he's only played 30 some games this year. Uh, so far, Saskatoon definitely has big Memorial Cup hopes, uh, and he's going to be a big part of that. Uh, the points are there. Um the defense has, has been um, really solid. Uh, you know, the skating has, has always kind of been the thing with him and, and um, lets him kill a lot of plays. Uh, I think where I'm at is, is you know, you want to see some more kind of five-on-five five production. Uh, he'll get the puck out of the zone, but he definitely has the bandwidth to, to kind of jump in further into the play down the ice uh, and be much more of a difference maker. Um, he's the kind of guy you want to see just dominating at the junior level um, here the rest of the season and, and, and into the playoffs. Yeah, really fun and exciting player to watch. Like you said, his skating is just in in incredible. I was so amazed watching him skate. The difference is night and day when you see him on the ice with other players. Um, another player that maybe we don't talk a ton about from that draft, Joey Willis. Yeah. Fourth round pick. Uh, he's with the Saginaw Spirit right now. 48 games played, 41 points. Um, the spirit there in the top 10 when you're looking at the CHL's, you know, teams that are doing really well. What do you see from Joey Willis? Yeah, the Spirit are an interesting team. They're hosting the Memorial Cup this year, so they're automatically uh, guaranteed to be in it. Um, 
they kind of started the year off slow, uh, and so did Joey Willis, and then they mm-hmm. added a bunch at the trade deadline, uh, and he's been really great since. He's uh, ha- he scored over a point per game in his last, I think he has seven goals in his last 11 games, something like that. Um, he, Despite all their additions um, up front, he's kind of maintained a top six role with them, uh, playing a lot on the penalty kill. He is do- still doing really well at, I think, what a lot of folks mentioned in his draft year, which is really great defensive play and also great um, positioning off the puck. Um, that being said, I think, you know, you would hope that this would be the year that he kind of takes another step offensively. Um, if you look at a stat line, 41 points, 48 games, doesn't look bad, but 11 goals, less than half those points right. have been primary ones at even strength. Um, he's not certainly lighting the world on fire. So um, I think he's only shooting um, – like nine percent so he's picked up a shooting clip a bit late lately at the beginning of the year it was down near like four and five percent i think as the season goes on if he keeps that up um he'll be good to go but um you know this is a guy that's going to be scoring a lot more from the high danger areas off rebounds and stuff like that than he is you know kind of coming down the wing and and, um, shooting the puck top shelf so he's going to be an important piece of the spirit in their memorial cup run but um yeah i would like to see a little more out of him the rest of the year Okay. One other one that I really want to check in with you on is Austin Roost. He's with the Everett Silver Tips, 20 years old from British Columbia. Uh, this is like what I think his third or fourth season with the Silver Tips. Um, you know, 47 games played, 51 points, just had a hat trick last week in a game. He's fourth in total points, second in goals on the team. What are you seeing from his game right now? Yeah, I really like Austin Roost. Um, there's not a lot when you watch him each night. There's not a ton that that you're like, oh, he does this poorly um, or this is a big deficiency in his game. Right. Um, you know, he's obviously a bit older. I think uh, he is, is you know, could succeed in the AHL uh, next season very much so. Uh, shoots the puck a ton. He's almost got like 200 shots on net already this season nearly. Um, and he scored a lot, you know, 26 goals uh 51 points as you mentioned um and and yet you still think there's like another gear there right um i think he's not quite on track to pass his his scoring clip from last year yet um he missed some time with injury took a big cheap shot to the head a few uh about a month ago um but uh again another guy who at his age should really just be dominating and he has been some nights but um you know he he is defensively responsible he can also kill penalties he's um, important to their power play. He can score off the rush. He can also score from those high danger areas. He kind of does everything like pretty well. So um, I don't know how much what his NHL ceiling looks like right now. It's it's kind of hard to tell without seeing him kind of skate at the pro level. But uh, I think he could be a good piece in the AHL next season. Yeah. Coming up, we're going to talk about one more uh, guy from the CHL, and then we're going to dive into some NCAA players. And you know, there is one that I am dying to talk to you about. We're going to do that in just a second. We are all driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and they have a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And look, Indeed is not just about helping you hire faster. 93% of 
employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash locked on. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on right now and say you heard about Indeed on our podcast. Again, check it out at Indeed.com slash locked on. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're back with Eric from Penalty Box Radio. We are talking about Predators prospects. One more that I really wanted to check in with you about, Eric, is Graham Sward, who is a player that I don't know that we hear that much about from 2022 fifth round draft pick. 20 years old, so I hate to say he's getting up there, but in prospect age, you know, he's he's a little bit older. 47 games played, 58 points. You know, this is somebody who had a lot of experience last season playing in the playoffs with Winnipeg Ice. What are you seeing from him? Yeah, um, you know, he's a guy. So uh, Wenatchee, the team he plays for, uh, a little surprisingly sold at the WHL trade deadline. And he was a guy that I think everyone kind of expected to be shipped out once they got rid of uh, Matt Savoy and Connor Geeky and those guys. Uh, and he wasn't. So he's kind of sticking around, captaining this Wenatchee team that's in a bit of a weird space. They're, I think, good enough to make the playoffs, but not really good enough to, to contend for a championship. Um, and he's scoring a lot. He's, he's arguably been one of the stories of the season for the pipeline. Um, I think he's second in, uh, among WHL defenders in scoring right now, but it's like neck and neck between him and, uh, Luca Cagnoni. Um, he, I think again, similar to Roos does a lot of things. Well, um, I generally like his skating. I think his, his overall defensive mindedness is pretty solid. Uh, he's been chipping in a lot more, um, in the power play this year. Uh, and jumping up into the play too and odd man rushes and all that stuff. Uh, but I think the caveat you have to remember here is this is his fifth season in the WHL. Um, right. So that's not to take away from the impressive year he's having, but um, you know, this isn't going to be the next kind of Roman Yossi here. Um, he's definitely earned himself an entry level deal that I would guess uh, he signs with Nashville at some point um, soon before his exclusive negotiating rights expire in June. Um I think he could really make it in the AHL. I, I'm still a little dubious on his NHL prospects, but uh, we'll see. I think he's done everything right this year. So, yeah, we're going to circle back around what you're talking to about, you know, kind of signing. We're going to circle back around to that in a minute, but got to get to the topic I'm most excited to talk to you about. Some a couple of NCAA players, and of course, the one that I just can't say enough wonderful things about as a girl who grew up in Pennsylvania and loves Penn State. Can we just talk about Aiden Fink for like an hour? <laughs> Like, yeah, I'm so great. excited about this kid. No, uh, he was David Poyle's last professional pick in the draft, uh, seventh round pick, went to Penn State. He's a freshman there and he leads Penn State in goals. He leads Penn State in points. He leads Penn State in power play goals. All of this as a freshman. This is somebody who's been named a Big Ten Star of the Week. He's up for several awards like Aiden Fink has come out of nowhere and just wowed everybody. Talk to me a little bit about what you like about his game. Yeah, he's having a really impressive year. Uh, you know, if you look at all the kind of scoring um, statistics for freshman nationwide, his name's up there with 
Macklin Celebrini and Will Smith and Gabe Perot and all these guys with first round pedigree, um, which is really impressive. Um, I've been definitely surprised. Um, I, I liked his junior game. Uh, I thought, you know, it was always clear he was, he was a goal scorer, but um, the skating always concerned me a bit and the size too. And, and big 10 yeah. hockey is, is, you know, one of the probably tough, tougher two leagues uh, in college hockey to adjust to. Um, I had a chance to talk to him uh, a few months ago, kind of about how that adjustment's been and, and, and how things are going. And you can tell he's really just locked in on, on um, succeeding as much as possible here in his freshman year. Um, you know, definitely been, I think probably the thing I've been most impressed with, you know, in junior hockey, you know, it's, it's, I think a bit easier just to kind of come on down the wing and, 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 you know, rip a shot past a goalie or, or, you know, there's a lot more open ice and open time. And he's been doing a good, good job of adjusting to finding those um, opportunities uh, when space is tighter, when there's bigger guys, you know, bearing right. down on you. I think I've been really impressed with that. Um, skating has definitely gotten better. And, and when I say the skating concerns me, I don't want to say he's slow, but there's some kind of mechanical things there that I think hold him back a bit. And a guy his size, you want him to be quick. You want him to be fast. Um, but he plays, he plays that way. He, um, plays a really quick game and, and I've just been really impressed with how he's adjusted to, uh, such a strong and, and, and big conference in college hockey. Yeah. And it's been impressive for me because you would think you look at these numbers for a freshman and you might think, okay, yes, but he's playing on a line with some, you know, upperclassmen, some more experienced players. You know, he plays with a couple of other freshmen who really also are lighting it up. So there's some sort of chemistry that's really working there for Aiden Fink. I am really trying, Eric, not to get too overexcited about Aiden Fink. What are some things that players like Fink, who are coming into like this freshman year and, and having such a great time, what does he need to kind of focus on to not take a step back in, in sort of a sophomore slump? Yeah, it's difficult. Um, but, you know, the good thing is you kind of got four years to figure it out. Um, and there's always going to be ups and downs. You know, their Penn State could just generally have a bad year next year. Right. And then what does that right. do to, to kind of his score um, scoring uh, output and and so I think the big thing is just like focusing on what prepares you for the NHL for him. It's, it's kind of the strength angle. It's the, the skating angle. Um, you know, he mentioned to me getting better on faceoffs, getting stronger on faceoffs. And I think with that, you know, defensive responsibilities as well. So as long as you are focusing on those things that are going to translate uh, to a higher level, and that's what Nashville staff will be focusing on with him as well, um, then it almost doesn't really matter kind of how your team's doing or, or what the score sheet um, looks like. He's already proven he can score at the college level. Um, so everything else is, is kind of what comes next. Yeah, I'm excited to see what happens as he works more and more with the Nashville Predators development staff. It's going to be really fun to watch him. And of course, I am going to get to a game at Pagula Ice Center to cheer him on at some point. But another player in the NCAA that, I again, I'm like, why am I not talking about this player more is Alex Campbell. This is a really interesting player. A 2019 third round draft pick, you know, 22 year old player. He played three seasons at Clarkson. He's transferred. Talk to me about his season and and kind of what you're seeing from him at this point in his career. Yeah, I've been a huge fan of Alex Campbell um, since he was drafted. Uh, I've been really was really impressed with his time in the USHL. I uh, was really impressed with his time at Clarkson. His first two seasons at Clarkson, he was really uh, really impressive. Uh, one of the best players on their team both years. Uh, kind of a lanky kid, but he's quick. Uh, he's really good with the puck. He's got good hands. He's got a decent shot. Um, and he's always, he's, he loves to transition with the puck uh, in possession. Um, 
you know, similar to Fink, he, like I said, he's, he's a bit lanky and, and, and um, I think needs to work on kind of learning how to win puck battles a little more, but uh, he's definitely improved to that over the years. So his junior year at Clarkson was kind of a down year for him. Uh, and some other things went down with the program and, and he ended up transferring to Northeastern and it's been, um, I mean, it's been better than you could imagine. He's a goal away from tying his career best. He's at 15 right now. He's scoring over a point per game. Um, he's a guy I'm really excited about that I think can add a good wrinkle to this pipeline, um, as a bit of a, you know, hopefully eventually like a middle six scoring option down the road. Um, I've been, been really excited about his game this year. Yeah. And it's somebody, it's funny. It's somebody that we're just, I don't hear people talking about quite as much, but he's really got a lot of good things going on in the pipeline. Coming up, I'm going to put you on the hot seat when it comes to an international player that we all should know about. And then we're going to talk about some players the Predators have to make some hard decisions on. We're going to do that in just one second. Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you can still have an IRA? Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in from other retirement accounts with a 3% match. That's right, no cap on that 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. This offer is good through April 30th. Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost. Subscription fees apply. And now for some legal info. Claim as of quarter one, 2024, validated by Radius Global Market Research. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. If you are looking for a fun and unique Valentine's Day date, check out the deals on that Game Time app. Tina Turner, the musical, Dancing with the Stars or hey, maybe a night with the Predators would wow your Valentine or make for a fun Galentine night out. You can find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on sports, concerts, theater, comedy, and more. And the game time guarantee means you're going to always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Back with Eric from Penalty Box Radio. We are talking all things Predators prospects. We've talked about some of the players and juniors. We've talked about some of our NCAA players. Who is a player playing in an international league that maybe we're not seeing as often, but somebody who we need to keep on our radar? Yeah, I think I got to go with my guy, uh, the friendly ghost, Casper Kulanumi. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, similar to Campbell, I've been a big fan of his since his draft day. Um, last year, he was playing in the U20 league in Finland, put up one of the best seasons in league history uh, for a defenseman um, in terms of scoring uh, on his way to a league championship. Uh, this year, he's playing in the Finnish Liga with men, uh, yeah. you know, getting 
kind of bouncing around on ice time. Sometimes he's their seventh defenseman. Sometimes he's playing top four. It kind of depends. Um, but he's getting valuable uh, experience nonetheless, not putting up a ton of points or anything like that. Um, the the kind of box score doesn't look all that impressive, but uh, I really love his game. I think he's really sound defensively. I think behind Mullendyke and Ryan Ufko, he's the best defensive prospect, um, you know, outside of Milwaukee. And uh, he just does so many things really well. I think he's got great vision. Uh, he's been a great power play, power play quarterback as he was at the World Juniors for Finland. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I want to see just him get like a little bit quicker uh, and, and anticipate um, opponents' movements just a little better. But uh, overall, I've been really impressed with his game. And I think he's adjusted fairly well to uh, playing professional this year. Yeah, it's a big jump to go into the league. I always joke about like, I'm really sure that all the other leagues are like men, but I'm like, there's something different about that Finnish men's league. (laughs) Those are some big boys. Yeah, I love that. So I want to kind of transition here. And we've talked about a couple of these players, but can you explain, kind of talk everybody through sort of the reserve list, the, the prospects that the Predators need to make decision on? So logistically, what does this mean? Yeah, so every team has what's known as a reserve list, which has a cap of 90 uh, players, uh, which nobody ever gets close to, but uh, there are 90 players on every, 90 slots on every team's reserve list. The reserve list includes both the active roster, any contract the team has signed, even if they're in the AHL or Europe or wherever, and then players with whom a team has exclusive negotiating rights for that are unsigned. Okay. Uh, And what that means is, Whenever a team drafts a player, they hold their exclusive negotiating rights for a certain time period. Uh, and that time period is based on two factors. One, how old you are when you were drafted and be where you were drafted from. So for instance, for college hockey players, um, it's usually four years, the August four years after they were drafted or 30 days after they leave college. Um, for European guys, it's usually two years and it's in June. Um, and for co- for uh, junior hockey players, it's also usually two years, uh, but the age factor kind of comes in there a little bit too as well. So um, that's what the the reserve list is. Um, and basically, once um, those exclusive negotiating rights expire, um, then that player is is effectively a free agent. So. Okay. And so Nashville's got a couple of players that they need to make some upcoming decisions on. One we talked about was Graham Sword. What do you mm-hmm. expect they're going to do? Yeah, I think at this point, I think he gets an ELC. Um, I mean, it's hard to to not to after this year. Um, you know, they could go kind of what the, they did with Tommy Novak, sign him to an AHL deal for a year and, and then see what happens. But um, we'll see. The blue line in Milwaukee next year still looks a little crowded. So uh, we'll find out. But I would argue it's hard to not give him a deal after the year he's been having. Yeah. And we talked about Alex Campbell. What do you think? You know, we kind of. I, I would be shocked if they don't sign him. Yeah. Eric will personally sign him <laughs> himself. <laughs> That doesn't happen. A couple other names. Okay. Here's a name that everybody knows Gunnar Wolf Fontaine. Kind of, do you have a feeling one way or the other, or is there something you think he needs to improve upon if he wants to take the next step with the Predators? Yeah, I think my concern with him was always that he uh, was always just going to be kind of like a power play specialist in college hockey, and and that's largely what it what has happened in four years. Um, mm-hmm. He just isn't shooting. He just doesn't shoot the puck enough. Um, he's averaging like less than two shots a game. He um i think just like does a lot of things well he's a smart quick player for his size but just not a guy at this rate i can see really making a huge nhl impact my guess is they like 
probably still offer him. I maybe wouldn't, but it's also weird because like it's Barry Trotz in charge now. He didn't draft this guy. Yeah. Um, I would say at the least they give him an AHL deal for next season. Yeah, that is a little bit tricky when you've you've got a new GM here. Ethan Hader is one. This is a goaltender. You know, we're talking so much about Yaroslav Askarov and what's coming up next. Of course, Troy Grosnick has been having a great season in the AHL. What do you think about Ethan Hader's prospects kind of looking forward with the Nashville Predators? Yeah, he's had a similar college career to Campbell. They were both at Clarkson together. They both kind of dipped last year. Uh, Hader also chose to transfer. He went to the University of Connecticut. Uh, went in not having the starting job secured um, and their their other goalie is a Flames prospect and he's very much won that job this season. He's been really good this year. I've liked him a lot. Um, I very much would sign him. I think they do if only because they effectively have only one other prospect in goal outside of the AHL beside him uh, and that's Yuhai uh, Yakola. Um, so uh, from a pure numbers perspective, I would guess uh, they give him a deal. Yeah. Um, Chase McLean, he's a Penn Stater. Of course, you know, I'm a big fan yeah. of him. And Luke Reed is another one in, in, he came in that Luke draft where we drafted everybody named Luke. What do you think about the, those two? Yeah. McLean's tough. He's had a real rough go during college. Yeah. Uh, he was hurt in his draft year. He has got, he's just like gotten like injury after injury yeah. um, in college hockey. Uh, which is tough to see. Uh, I've generally liked his game. Uh, he's never really been like a big point producer, but um, I've, I've liked what I've seen. Uh, he's currently out for the season, so we're not going to get the, get to see him any uh, at any point the rest of the year. Um, this one's tough. You know, I think yeah. if they were slim on bodies uh, in Milwaukee, then they may be given an AHL deal, but uh, I'm not sure they will be. And, and um, if somebody has to go, I, I, it would be him. So. Yeah. And Luke Reed, yeah. again, another, another one, where you put him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, similar thing. He, I mean, he's been pretty healthy throughout college, but he just really hasn't become, uh, you know, when he was playing junior hockey for the Chicago Steel, he was kind of seen as this next, you know, great offensive defender. Um, and he went to a program at New Hampshire that has struggled a bit and, and just hasn't really um, become much of an offensive contributor. Uh, you know, he's got 13 points this year, which I think is a career high, but like two of them are at even strength or primary ones at even strength. So uh, I can't, I don't think they'll be giving him a, a deal. Yeah. All right, Eric, you know, there's so much going on with the AHL, with the Milwaukee Admirals, with Yaroslav Askarov, with all of these players that are kind of stepping into the AHL, all of these players in the pipeline. Give me one name, just one name of somebody that you're like, this is somebody to just watch over the next, you know, end of their season. Yeah. Who would you pick? Yeah, um, that's a tough one. I I, for for so many years, I got to say you so Parson, and now I don't have that anymore. So yeah. um, you were right. You yeah. were right. Let the record show. Uh, I think probably the name that I would guess should be on everyone's radar is Ryan Ufko. Um, I've obviously him. talked about him a lot. I think he is, you know, the best defensive prospect behind um, Mullenbeck in the pipeline. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, not that he's doing like anything like he's he's having a, a as great a season as he was last year, which is wonderful. But um, I would imagine they make a push to sign him after uh, UMass's season ends. So um, that is that is not me, uh, you know, sharing any secrets I know. But um, but uh, I think it might be time to get him out of college. So, yeah, love that, Eric. Thank you so much for coming on. There's so much going on. I know that it keeps you super busy. Where can everybody find your work? 
Yeah, you can find me uh, on Twitter at OnTheFuturePBR, and uh, all my written work is at PenaltyBoxRadio.com. All right. Thank you so much, Eric. I'm sure we'll have you back as all of this shifts and turns.